Now, a conversation we wish we didn't have to have today. Um, You might have been aware over the weekend of a furious storm of posts on social media around the death of a dog in the Silvermine Nature Reserve. Obviously, a very popular spot for dog walkers. Uh, The space also enjoyed by hikers and trail runners and picnickers and the like. So a very busy part of our city. And we were contacted by a horrified listener who described how a dog had been killed in a hit and run accident last week allegedly by a sandparks vehicle. And we've spent the last couple of days just trying to connect with the parties involved to make sure we are speaking to those who know what actually happened. We've got the owner of the dog standing by to talk to us and a sandparks representative who will be responding uh, just after the 2.30 news headlines. Having said that, we believe there were others on scene who may have witnessed the events and be able to confirm the telling uh, because they're quite two quite different stories out there and if you were there my plea to you today is please consider sharing what you observed with a voice note uh, to 0725671567 or give us a call on 0214460567 Stephen Abram is with me on the line right now. It was his elderly dog that was killed in the incident. And Stephen, let me start by saying how terribly sorry we are that this happened. But thank you for being willing to join us on air today. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Pippa. Thanks. The the context is quite important here that this was an elderly dog. Duke, uh, not particularly sprightly on his feet. He'd been with your family for how long? Stephen, tell us a bit about him. Yeah, so Duke was a rescue. I I kind of met him online. Um, (laughs) He had saved a family from intruders, and um, their young son had got a scholarship to go play a soccer in Ajax in Amsterdam. So they were looking to rehome it. Yeah. And they got a dog whisperer kind of guy to go around to the families who wanted the dog. And I think I kind of just connected with Duke instantly, and we ended up with Duke the next day. So, yeah, it was like a, he's a very special dog. He was a very special dog. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, when I've come across other people, I've been walking into Kai, you know, with Duke and like out of the blue, this person just said to me, is that, is that Duke? And I was like, yeah, that's Duke. And like, she recognized him and she literally was his old vet (laughs) from, from way back, you know? So he was a really cool, amazing, loyal dog. And, um, you know, all the vets, he's had quite a few vets. He's been in quite a lot of um, disarray in a sense of, you know. It's... Oh, we just seem to have lost Stephen's line there for a moment. Sorry about that, Stephen. I'm not sure what happened there. So yeah. you, you were saying Duke so uh, has had his fair share of scrapes and, and the health issues and he was well, getting on well, in years, yeah. wasn't he? On health. So, yeah. so we had a vet who was helping him with his arthritis. So okay. he used to go to Barry for laser treatment every six weeks which was amazing because he helped recuperate Juki uh, so that he could get back on his feet mm-hmm. and, and do these walks with us, which he absolutely just li- he lived for them. He just absolutely yeah. you know, lived for it. And he'd actually just also had a malignant mass removed from him yeah. about four weeks ago, and he had just finished the recuperation. So he was actually just back on his feet ready to go. So he, he was a little bit slow, Um and, um, you know, but I mean, you know, we did whatever we could to make sure he was up and about and and enjoying his walks. And that was the amazing thing. Yeah, it sounds um, like he landed with his bum in the butter when he found you, Stephen, if I may say. Now, you, you, you love the walks. I know you often walk together in the silver mine uh, area, but you weren't actually yeah. with him when this happened last week. Can you explain yeah. what you've been told did happen? 
Yeah, so I mean, we walk out. We we go up there every day, like five five or six times a week in the early morning, and I just just couldn't face it. So I sent my dog walker friend up with my dogs, and at, I was in a, taking my online meetings. And at quarter past nine, I got a a call from my dog walker friend to say they'd killed Duke, and so I literally here like dropped everything. Obviously, yeah. drove up there, which is a five minute drive. And I was met at the gate by a lady who was walking behind my guy, who was incidentally also run off the road by the um, water truck. Um, so she was there with her two dogs. Her two dogs also had to jump in the bushes yeah. to, to to avoid being hit by the truck. And we managed to get her minibus to where Duke was, which is about 15-minute walk, three-minute drive, just, yeah. by, just past the waterfall turnoff on... Silver mine too, and you know there was Duke lying on the side of the road. Yeah. Shame, just gone. Oh, Stephen, um, what? Yeah. So, so she obviously it's witnessed what happened, and it sounds like yeah. just narrowly escaped herself. What did she yeah. say to you? She had seen what? What had happened? Well, my guy told me what happened. So the the water truck has come was coming up and had hooted a few times quite fast, fast enough to run the lady off the road. And, and by the way, I've almost been hit by that water truck two or three times myself over the years. I've, we walked there a lot. Uh, enough for me to go, oh, geez, that was quite close. Sure. Quite a big truck. Um, and then he saw the truck coming and bent down to pick up my little Yorkie because he was worried about the Yorkie. Duke was in front. He wasn't too concerned because he's a big dog, 45 kgs of Duke. And, you know, he's visible. It's a normal day. Um, he didn't really, wasn't too concerned about Duke getting hit, but, you know, little Chichi, the Yorkie, she yeah. she was about. So he bent down to pick uh, the Yorkie up, and as he stood up, the truck almost hit him. Yeah. So he had to avoid the truck, and then they hit Duke and killed him and went, disappeared up the road. So they, they didn't they even didn't stop? No, they didn't stop. They just left. So he he tried to, you know, he he was a bit of shock, ran to the dog. Uh, dog was, I think, cheeky. I think he lasted a minute or so. Um, and he whistled and screamed at them. No, they just just drove off. And Stephen, just again to emphasize, an Anatolian uh, crossbreed, not a small dog. There's no way that truck could have not known it had hit him, surely. It's it's highly unlikely. Yeah. It's highly unlikely that they would have been able to hit him and not know. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, according to the eyewitness lady and my guy, um, they were going faster than, than, than maybe they should have been going. Um, but they knew they were there. You know, um, and they hooted. So normally what happens is, you know, with the park rangers, and, and by the way, I just want to say the park rangers are amazing. And Silverwine 2 is an amazing place. It's kept beautifully. It's it's spotless. It's just absolutely extraordinary up there. Um, and, and they do, the rangers do an amazing job. And I, I actually, just like I'm at a loss for words because there was a ranger with the driver in the, in the truck. Mm. And normally what happens is these guys actually stop. They actually stop. And not the water truck, but the rangers in their buckies, they stop there and they go past you. Um, so it's, it's just, 
it just doesn't make any sense. You know, we go up there to to enjoy not having to walk the dogs on the roads because there's too many cars. Yeah, but do worry about snakes. Um, I haven't been too scared about muggers because we've had Duke. Yeah. But now the issue is um, having to deal with sandboxes, water truck, and you know the thing is that. We, you know, I, I, I didn't get any positive responses from Sand Parks because I waited for about two hours in the car park. With, uh, the, my guy took Duke down to the vet, and I waited t- for two hours for them to come out of the car park. Um, and there's no reception up there, so yeah. so the two hours went past, and I thought, well, okay, they're not going to come. I'm going to go down and see Duke one more time. I went to the vet. And then I try to find out where to go to see uh, Sand Parks about whatever, to talk to them about what's happening. And, um, you know, they've been, I mean, they just, I, I don't know what to say. They, they just, you know, it's not like I want anything. It's just, they're going to kill somebody. <laughs> you know, if there had been an elderly person yeah. or a child, they'd be dead. They literally would be dead. And... It's just unacceptable the level of no responsibility that these guys are taking. Sure, they've turned around to me, they've said sorry, you know, but they they posted on their sandbox thing, which they stopped all comments after hundreds of people started getting really upset about sandbox and their um, uh, and their response. Um, they kind of censored that and stopped that. But but what what they said on their thing was that they um, there was no wrongdoing. And, and and I just find that absolutely it's an insult to me and to and to the community as a whole because you can't tell me that you can go and hit a dog, kill it, drive off, and that's okay. That is no wrongdoing. You mm-hmm. just can't. And you know it's it's you know at, 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 on one level you're good dealing with an organisation like Sandparks, right? And this is not about organisations. I don't particularly care about the organization and it's a human thing. Some guy drove a truck and he killed the dog. Maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe he didn't know he hit the dog, which is unlikely. Maybe he was speeding, maybe he wasn't speeding. The bottom line is he killed the dog. Surely they should get the guy minimum, minimum to say sorry. Like, it's like I, I can't understand how they can think that hitting and killing the dog is no wrongdoing. I just want to know why the guy actually didn't stop. Yeah, that's that's the big question. Stephen, the, the eyewitness who also had to dive for, for into the bushes yes. uh, to avoid being hit, has she given any kind of formal statement or, or said to she's prepared to do so? Um, well, um, they, the sure, fact that there was an eyewitness helps your story, obviously, your case. Yeah, I mean, I'm not looking for any vindication. I just want them not to kill another thing. Hmm. And... Um, she did. They had an investigator um, phone me and speak to me. I'm not going to mention names because she was actually quite a sweet guy. But they put a brand, you know, a new guy started in June. So I felt sorry for the poor guy because he was in between me and you know all of their managers and senior managers. So shame for him. But he was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got my information. And the lady that was the eyewitness, she also. She gave it, she she said to them as well. So they they know full well. You know they they've turned around and said they've got this GPS tracker in the thing, and and that was able to tell them that they were going six kilometers an hour, which between six and ten kilometers an hour. And so they feel that there was no wrongdoing because that ties up with what the driver was saying. However, 
and this is a big however, is that those trackers, so those GPS trackers, they tell you where the truck is. They don't tell you how fast it is, uh, was going accurately. So, so they could have been going anywhere between six kilometers and 30 kilometers an hour. I doubt it would be as fast as 30, but probably in that sort of vicinity. So you, you can't actually use that information to say how fast you're going. But that's also not the issue. The issue is the human aspect mm. here. The human aspect is quite simple. There were people in the way. The truck driver knew it. He hooted. He drove past. He drove people into to, to avoid him. They had to dive into the bushes. The dogs had to dive into the bushes. And sadly, Duke was just too slow. He mm-hmm. got hit because he wasn't fast enough to jump into the bushes. So the guy was obviously going at fast enough speed so that an animal couldn't get out the way. That's, that's how that's fast he was line, going. Yeah. So if you want to know exactly how fast he was going, he was going that fast. And they hit the guy and they don't stop. So there is wrong doing. And the other side of this, Pippi, is they turn around. You know, I spoke to that lady yesterday. She was very sweet. She was sincerely upset because she's also a dog owner. This is the head of the Sand Parks local. Yeah. And um, she, she says, yes, she's also a dog owner. And she was sincere. But obviously, she's got the whole organization and all the legal crap that has to go with all that stuff. And so, um, so you know, she has to say certain things in a certain way. Yeah. Um, Stephen, if I may, just before we, we go to the news bulletin, uh, for yeah. those like me who don't know, um, haven't been in that part of the reserve for quite some time, yeah. can we just confirm it, it is an area in which dogs are allowed to walk? I know permits yeah. are required. Uh, what's the situation in terms of leashes? Off leash. Off leash. 100%. People run with their dogs there all the time. In fact, the walkers walk to Cork Bay. They go off to walk to, to Cork Bay with their dogs. It's okay. an off-leash area. 100%. Stephen, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, please stay on the line. After we've heard the eyewitness news, we are going to hear from Sandparks with their response to, to uh, what Stephen's just described to us.